You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a best-selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity, but as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Expert. And today we have an amazing young lady with us. And let's just dive right in. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. So let's get started. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Sure, absolutely. My name is Taquana, and I am a life purpose coach. And with also a background in mental health. So I'm an associate clinical social worker. And with my business as a life coach, what I do is I help support women who are struggling, overcoming their fears, overcoming their self-doubt, the things that are holding them back from truly being aligned and stepping out into their purpose. So that's what I what I do as a life purpose coach. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank so you. let's, you know, dump right in. So you know, owning your purpose. Yes. What would you say is one of the reasons why people are not owning their purpose and, you know, just share your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think what holds people back and keep us stagnant from really owning our purpose is number one is fear. We allow fear to do one or two things that either gets in the way and it makes us, you know, it stops us in our tracks or we lean into it and it pushes us forward. Right. So I would say fear is the number one thing. I would say another thing that maybe um, holds people back from their purpose is maybe they have an idea or they have an inkling of what it might be, but they don't know where to start. They don't know, you know, how to create a strategic plan to really get them to where they want to be as far as living their their purpose driven life. And so not having a plan and not having a way or someone to support you to navigate through that is definitely a, a second challenge that comes to that. But I would say Fear is that number one. And then that second one is not having that guidance or, or or that plan to really help you to implement and execute you into owning that purpose. So for the person that feels, you know, that they're stuck and they, they know that there's something more, but they're not sure what is the next right step to take or the next step period, you know, what advice can you give to them? I would definitely say if you know your purpose, you have that idea, you have that ambition and your passion is driving you and you don't know where to start, definitely I'm going to be biased and say, reach out to me. <laughs> I've been there. I've been where you are. And so where I was in a space where I was six months pregnant at the time, I was just becoming into this woman that I was loving. I was evolving into. I was aligned with my purpose and living my passions until I found out, okay, I'm, I'm pregnant. Am I going to give this all up? to, you know, to now take care of this new life that's going to be brought into this world. And so that was my fear. And that was my worry that I was going to lose myself and lose my purpose. And although this time around, this was my second time being a mom, I have a 17 year gap with my kids. Wow. So, <laughs> so this was 
a huge thing for me. You know, at 35, you already feel like, okay, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is, I'm loving this woman I'm becoming. But then having to bring another person into this world, it was scary. And so what I did is I poured into myself. I poured into myself. I read books. I did some personal development. I did a lot of just personal growth. I listened to podcasts. I talked to different people. And then eventually I landed my own personal coach that really helped me navigate these waters. So if you are struggling like I was, and it doesn't have to be a pivotal moment like you're stepping into motherhood again, but maybe you're going through some transition. Maybe you're on your job and you just feel unfulfilled. You feel like you're on autopilot. You don't feel like your passions and your purpose are aligning to what you've been put on this earth to do. And you want to try to figure out what that might be for you. It may be starting a business or it may be even changing a career path, going back to school, whatever that pivotal point is. If you are feeling stuck, definitely take some time to just really reevaluate. Look at all those life experiences that you've been through so far. Reevaluate all those, your, your interests, your talents, your skills, all those things that have somehow been aligning you along this journey all along and you've never noticed, right? Think about all those childhood uh, memories where you was like, when I, when I grow up, I want to be this, I want to do this, right? Sometimes you have to reflect back to that because that really make, may can carry some depth there. And then even looking at what we, I, I don't like to call them coincidences, but you know, those things that we have that happen in our lives and we're like, whoa, like that was like, that was a coincidence or that was like too close to hitting home to what it is that I was maybe thinking about or considering. Really reflect back on those times in your lives and your life and really examine like where has all this stuff been leading me it's all been driving us to where we are right now right i looked at entering motherhood again as if it was going to be something holding me back or or, or going to be a hindrance but when i shift my perspective to look at it like oh no this is my purpose as well which is has aligned me to now I help moms too. I love helping moms, especially moms that have toddlers, you know, like I do, and a and a big age different, right? right. One is off to college and one is just learning how to spell her name. <laughs> so I have like now this huge different perspective on motherhood to add to that, on getting into your purpose and owning that. So if you are struggling and you hear this, you're listening to this right now, grab your phone, go to your Facebook app, open it up. Go to the search bar and type in my name, T-A-Q-U-O-N-N-A, Lampkins, L-A-M-P-K-I-N-S. Add me as a friend. Send me a DM. I have free resources that I can offer you, too, on my six sequential steps that help you get into owning your purpose. Send me a DM. Drop a fire emoji. <laughs> I will send you that resource right now. So I'm not going to just tell you where to find me. I just told you how to find me as well. Right. You're feeling stuck and you need that push into owning your purpose. It's so important, ladies. We, we allow so many things as we are mothers, as we are spouses, you know, maybe caregivers for our elderly parents, whatever it may be, we allow, we, we allow these things to get in the way that somehow we lose ourselves, right? And so I think it's important to really find what your purpose is, living out your passion and getting that guidance and that direction that's going to help you own your purpose and own it fearlessly. I love that. I love that. And you said everything that, like, you know, it's my jam. <laughs> so, 
you know, you mentioned, you know, your own personal coach. So yes. what was that relationship like and what made that coach be the right coach for you? And you also mentioned that you are also a therapist. Yes. So how do you separate the two? Yes. Well, when I found my own coach, it was it was difficult. You know, you have so many people bombarding you on social media, especially if you put anything out there that you're looking for a coach, you're looking for a mentor these days, you're going to get so many people blowing you up that it's overwhelming. And I dealt with that myself where it was just overwhelming. I didn't know who to choose and I didn't want to make the wrong mistakes. So the important thing is where most of us go wrong is that we are not clear with what we need, where exactly we are in our journey. Right. And so that's how we get so many people in our inbox. But if we are clear with where we are in our journey and what exactly it is that we're looking for, you'll find the person that you are going to mesh with well and really be aligned with that can support you on your journey. So it took me a couple of tries, but now the coach that I found over a year ago now, I still work with her still to today, still today. And it's just been amazing. She just gets it. She understands where I am in my life. She's a mother also. So that helps that having somebody that understands that I might have my baby, you know, in, in the middle of a meeting with me, you know. So having her that who has been through it herself, who has been successful at do at, at coaching as well, that was important to me. And then just having just the, the knowledge and the experience of getting someone who like me, who was stuck, lost, confused, didn't know where to start. She helped me navigate through that. So I think that's important is, is really being specific with what it is that you want and what it is that you need exactly where you are in your journey. Um, and other part of that question was a therapist, me being a therapist and how I separate that. I'm not a licensed clinician just yet, but I just finished my hours. Thank God. And nice. I congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I will be soon. Um, but how I separate the two is, you know, with a coach, you're a coach is someone who's like your cheerleader. They're guiding you along. They're giving you this advice and giving you, you know, tools to implement uh, whatever the strategic strategic plan that you're working on to produce the outcome that you're looking for. Your therapist is someone who I look at as, as someone who is able to take a deeper dive into um, what social emotional concerns that you have that might be a block that might be getting in the way of you being able to, you know, fulfill your purpose. And although as a therapist, I can, um, I can get into that deep dive and I can diagnose and things of that nature with the, with a coach and helping to differentiate between the two is as a therapist, I don't give advice. You know, I, you, I, I walk you through the journey. I always describe it as you are in the driver's seat. I'm the passenger. I have the map, meaning I have the tools, the experience, the education to help us along this journey. And then you, you know, you're driving, so you're in charge, but I might tell you we needed to go right, but you might go left, right? So as your therapist, I might wheel you back in so we can get back on, on, on the right road and continue this journey. But eventually I get out of the car and you take this journey on your own, right? And it's not to say that you're not well-equipped. I get out of the car once I know you're well-equipped and can take this journey. But as your coach, I'm the driver, I'm the expert, I'm the one help because you come to me with whatever your problem is. So I'm bringing you the solution. I'm going to give you this, I'm gonna give you the tools to help you achieve the outcome that you're looking for. So I position myself as the coach, as the expert. So I'm the one in the driver's seat, helping you get through this journey. 
uh, of you being able to own your purpose versus as a therapist, you you take the wheel, right? And whatever I whatever I offer, it's up to you to take it or leave it, right? I always say in therapy, you get out what you what you what you bring in, right? Yeah. And as a coach, like I said, I position myself as the alpha, and I take charge in being able to lead and coach you through your transition. Thank you, you know, for sharing that because sometimes people get confused between the difference between a coach, a therapist, a mentor, and it's like, well, right. which one do I need? You know, what's the difference right. and things like that. So thank you for breaking that down. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, your your children are 17 years apart. Yes. <laughs> so what did that do to you mentally and emotionally? And how did you not allow that, you know, that decision, that outcome to mm -hmm. keep you stuck? Let me tell you, it was plenty of times where, you know, you're just like, I'm just going to throw in the towel, right? Even I started my business, it, like during my uh, third trimester. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was tough on me mentally, emotionally. It was, it was just a tough time for me and my family and um, the transition that I was going through at the time. And I think I remember thinking when I initially started motherhood, I was young. I was 18, 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was young. It was a whole different world then, right? At, at now, you know, at that time being 35 and starting this motherhood journey again. And for me, I remember saying like, man, I did everything for my daughter, Leah. She's my oldest. I did everything for her. I worked, I went to school, finished my degree. Everything was for her. She was always in the back of my mind, right? I made sacrifices for her. And now with this new baby, Luna, I want to incorporate that too. Like I want her to reap these benefits as well, but I can't just have her to be my only sole reason for doing this, right? Because what happens when I'm up late at night and she's crying and I'm frustrated and, and she's crying, she's not feeling good or she needs to be fed or needs to be changed. Like that's exhausting. Like that's right. the part of that's not the sexy part of motherhood that, <laughs> that that we talk about, right? So I know I needed to find something that it was bigger than just her, that it was bigger than me. So me figuring out what that was, me really honing into what my purpose was and going through the six sequential steps that at the time I like pushed myself through, but now I utilize to help women to own their purpose. It was then through that transformation that made me realize, oh, this is bigger than me. This isn't just, you know, something that I'm just going to do and help me to feel good and help me to feel empowered and, you know, to feel fearless and confident. This is something that I have to share with other women. And when I realized that my purpose was bigger than me and just bigger than me just being a mom and so that I can live this comfortable life, that's when it hit me. And that's when I like had to muster up the strength and get the support from for, from family and friends to keep pushing me forward. Yeah, that's so good. And I don't want you to give too much away, but are you able to share what the six steps are without going into details about them? Oh yeah, absolutely. So my six steps are simple and easy. First is growth mindset because we can't do anything or get anywhere if we don't help you to shift that mindset okay whatever that's holding you back keeping you stagnant we have to work through that stuff so growth mindset the second step is that emotional growth um like i said i it was it was mentally emotionally draining for me going through this time it was almost like you know people say postpartum yeah. depression 
I, is there a such thing as like pre partum like because that's what I <laughs> like that's what I feel like I was really struggling with you know before I gave birth I was you know struggling mentally emotionally so going through that second step of that emotional growth and really um, increasing your awareness of your emotions but not only that like as a leader we have to be emotionally mature and, and in tune with our emotions as well as those who we are leading so that second step is is definitely important the third thing is clarity and, and that's taking a deep dive into um like i said revisiting those uh childhood interests you know those things that you said you wanted to do when you grow up your skills your talents the things that you love to do and you could do every day and not get bored of or not get tired of we are going to get crystal clear on what that is as we are shaping and defining what your purpose is the fourth step is visionary I am a visionary to the fullest and I have to see things like I have to write things down. I have to make post-its. I have to make vision boards to really see things come to life. And so that, that visionary, if you are not a hundred percent emotionally connected to what your purpose is, right? That's what passion is. Like I'm passionate about something. I'm emotionally tied to it. If you do not have that type of connection and you want to start a new business, it's going to be hard if you are not a visionary and you're not clear on what that why, you know, that the why of why you're doing it. So um, having visionary as our fourth step is definitely important. And then our fifth step is the goal setting and not just your ordinary, you know, stopping at the smart goals and that's it. But really taking a deep dive into breaking down smart goals, but also the specific tactics that's going to help you to accomplish those goals. Right. And so I help us to break down our goals to I help think of it like the big picture as a puzzle piece. Right. You have a 300 puzzle piece. And instead of getting overwhelmed of where to start first and how what piece goes where we start at little parts of it. Maybe we start on the outside and we do the border or maybe we start at the corner piece and we work we work our way through that. So the goal setting is really breaking down the big vision into smaller chunks to smaller pieces. And then the last one is empowering relationships. I learned through my transformation that I could not do this alone. It was impossible for me to do it alone. So really being able to make those meaningful connections with like-minded individuals is so, so important. And so I put all of that together um, through those six steps and women leave feeling confident, feeling bold, feeling fearless as they own their true purpose. I love that. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So speaking about being fearless, what would you say is one technique, you know, one strategy to overcome fear? And I know that you shared six steps, um, mm -hmm. but is there anything different? Yes, I would say when it comes to fear, and I, I do a lot of this um, in my Facebook group, I'll help women, you know, doing some free like coaching through through there and sharing some tips and strategies. And this one is always one that always comes up. And I always say it's the limiting, whatever limiting beliefs you're holding on to. That is what we need to identify, become aware of, and shift that perspective so you can take the action that you need. And I say, think about it like this. Um, whatever your limiting belief is, whether it's, you know, oh, I never started a business before, I don't know how to do this, or um, I've never, you know, I, I, I'm not good with money. Like if I make too much money, I'm not going to know uh, what to do with it or how to manage it, whatever the limiting belief, is. I'm not good enough, whatever. You look at your limiting belief as if it is, as if it is a tabletop. Okay. 
So imagine your belief is like a tabletop and the evidence that supports this belief is like table legs, okay? So you look at the evidence and we make a conclusion uh, about whatever the evidence is and that creates the belief. So just like with the table, let's say you knock off one of those legs of the table. What's gonna happen? It's gonna fall. It's gonna fall. It's not gonna stand, right? So all we have to do is just like we are creating, just, all we have to do to knock off that table is you have to create doubt and you create doubt about the evidence so that it can look differently. Just look at it in a different way. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not saying, you know, you, you, you look at it in a way and then it's just, it, it, it's a positive way or it's perfect, but you just shift the way that you are looking at it just to give it enough doubt. If you give it enough doubt, that's gonna knock out a leg. And what you do is after you've knocked out your, um, your, your evidence that supports this limiting belief, then you start to identify, okay, what's this, uh, what's an alternative belief? What's something that I can believe that's more empowering? And you identify what that is. Maybe you ask yourself, what if I believe just the opposite of whatever the limiting belief is? Then you choose that to be your new belief. And now you have a new leg that's gonna support this, this new tabletop, right? So another thing is we think about, let's say sometimes we become emotionally attached to our yeah. limiting belief, right? We experience these beliefs uh, because they, they, uh, we, we, we have benefits to these um, uh, irrational beliefs because they have some type of emotional payoff, right? And so that's why we are keeping these around because they, they're, they're giving us, they're benefiting us in some way. And think of it like emotional super glue. You wanna, you want to like undo that emotional super glue that's holding these legs together, that's supporting this. Um, limiting belief and when you create enough doubt to reframe your evidence right i say you do do that do four because most tables have four legs right so you want to create four you know reframing uh pieces of evidence that's going to hold up this new this new table this new uh belief that you have so um if you're going to you know with the supporting legs and with your new belief in order for it to stand you have to be able to uh you know, take a look at all that old junk that you just got rid of and think, think, about, think about hard about this new evidence that's holding this new belief, right? Now think about how much more you can be emotionally connected to it. That's why I said the visionary piece is important. So now you wanna get this new emotional super glue to hold up these new pieces of evidence to really make sure that your tabletop, your new belief that it sticks. You know, and, and so once you've done that, once you have, I say at least four, but you want several number of supporting legs that's gonna help just in case you need extra, right? right. <laughs> one leg doesn't, doesn't wanna stick. You have a few extras, you know, and then you've done it. You've done, you know, simple steps to really help you to change your limiting belief and replace it with something more empowering, you know? And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't mean, cause we think about, you know, what about, you know, it, as I think about how long it took you to believe this limiting belief, if you've been thinking that way for years, right. this is something that's not gonna happen overnight, right? So you may need to remind yourself that this new belief, um, it's going to, like the old belief is gonna come popping up. Even though you have this new one, 
that Correct. old belief, those old ways of thinking might still pop up at you sometimes. But you just need to be reminded that this new, you have to be reminded of this new belief multiple times. So write it out, um, journal about it, post it on sticky notes, whatever you have to do to remind yourself to read it regularly, because through repetition, you will be able to over time to banish that limiting belief for good, because it didn't take you overnight to start believing that way. So it won't be overnight that you will totally just have this new way of thinking, but that's a unique strategy to really help you look about, think, think about it and, and try it out and building some alternative beliefs in a better way. And I think that that consistency is very key because I, and I think that that's where a lot of people tend to give up because they don't see the immediate results. Mm -hmm. So they give up. Yep. Yep. So speaking about your business, you know, what's a major goal or something that you're working on, you know, both in the coaching and also in the therapy? Yes. So in my therapy, considering I just finished my hours, so I'll, I'll be uh, testing hopefully this year and um, I'll be starting, I'll be opening my own practice. So I do want to open my own practice with being able to provide therapy to individuals as well. Um, I love working with children. Children are, you know, they, they pull at my heartstrings. So I love working with children, um, but I'll be doing therapy for children, adults, and couples. Couples I have found to be like a new thing in my therapy setting. So I'm really excited to be able to offer that as soon as I get my license and I'm up and running. That'll be my new goal as far as being able to service people and, and providing mental health services. Um, and as far as my coaching, I am definitely open and taking new clients. I'm even considering more of a, I know people, uh, they may, I'm running across people who maybe know their purpose, but just need that extra push to kind of help them get there. So um, they may only need certain parts of my six steps, right? So now I'm creating a space for people to, you know, come on board and, you know, I provide for them, you know, the coaching and the support that they need and the strategies that they need to implement on a month to month basis. So typically I only offer two offers, but now I'm considering opening a door for, for those who come to me with special unique needs so that it is something um, I can personalize just for them. So that's my goal is, is, is starting this, creating this new program to something that um, I, I currently offer as far as my coaching and to be able to help as many women as, as I can. Like I said, they might not need the full six steps, but they might just need a few things to really help them get that push forward. And so that's been my journey and that's what I'm really excited for um, over these next couple of months. Awesome, I love that. So as we get ready to um, wrap up, excuse me, how, what how would you describe fearless living? What does fearless living mean to you? Mm, I think fearless living is doing it scared, right? And sometimes it's hard to, um, you know, the fear might be something that's that's real, right? The fear might absolutely be something real to you. And uh, it, it might not be something that we can just kind of, you know, brush off, right? Like it was, it was fearful of me to be in the position that I was in and, you know, wanting to make sure that I was able to do something that I could take care of myself and take care of my family. Like that's a legitimate fear. Like, financially being secure and so i say to live a fearless life you just do it even if you're scared if you let if you let fear hold you back you're just going to be stagnant and are you going to be okay with the person you are a year from now if you allow fear just to keep you right where you're at or are you willing willing to take the risk 
and just do it scared. You don't know what might happen, you know? Right. So fearless living is just do it scared. <laughs> I love that. And where can our audience connect with you and learn more about you and possibly even, you know, work with you? Yes, absolutely. Again, Facebook. I'm on Facebook at Taquana Lampkins, T-A-Q-U-O-N-N-A, Lampkins, L-A-M-P-K-I-N-S. I'm also on Instagram with just my first name. So you can find me and follow me on Instagram as well. I have a Facebook group too, a private Facebook group. But if anyone is interested, uh, it's Fearless Women Owning Their Purpose. That's on Facebook. So join our community. Like I said, I, I leave free resources. I do free live coaching in there as well. So if you're you know, maybe curious and not sure, not quite sure yet, you know, definitely feel free to reach, reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. As your host, I am grateful for you and I invite you to share this podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Let's connect on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page or on Instagram at Marianne Rivera Danner. You can also visit my website, MarianneRiveraDanner.com and sign up for some freebies as you start to live a fearless life. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.